0: Log Torge Radio.
1: Well, howdy, howdy, folks. I'm Ben, the Hot Dog Answer Man, and we have got a show tonight, but I'm going to get to a question or five from a gentleman that is um, needing some urgent answers. And we'll be right back to answer those. <laughs>
2: New string from a top old smoky. It's Ben the King of Wiener Slingers with a fancy co-host with important guests the best answers a third grade education can buy. All for you. Sponsored by benscarts.com. Whiskey by the jug and donuts. You are so in for a treat today. But if I told you now, I'd have to kill you. So stay tuned. Ben's as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Stand by. He's downing his last glass of liquid courage. And he'll be live in 30 seconds.
3: Have you ever wondered why the guy selling hot dogs always seems so happy? Hello, Mrs. Smith. Hello, Mr. Johnson. Can I interest either of you in a hot dog? Do you want to find out why? LearnHotdogs.com. Get free video training. Earn points and get free stuff. Read Ben's hot dog blog and more. The premier source for hot dog vending information. Go to
4: LearnHotDogs.com. What is like?
1: All right, Um, this feller writes in, says, I stumbled upon your website today while looking for information, and I have been presented with an opportunity to purchase two hot dog stands in two Lowe's locations. I talked to the seller, and he says that the reason he is selling is because he has 14 locations currently, and it's getting out of hand with some employees stealing from him. He also says that the two locations he is selling are taking losses but he believes it's because of the dishonest employees. He wants 9000 for each cart. I'd like to mention that these stands also sell quesadilla burritos and some other small quick to prepare appetizers. And he says the rent is $500. He gave the figures of 150 to 400 in sales a day, but sometimes he says it's only 80 a day. He pays the person working at the stand 60 to 80 flat per day plus their tips and gives them an additional 10% if they sell over 250. My questions to you are: Is nine thousand too much to pay for these stands located in Lowe's? The current location contract will be, tr- or the current location contract will be transferable. Um, well, you can redo the locations yourself, and it sounds like he's on his way out. So I don't know that I would um, give him nine thousand unless the the carts are worth nine thousand. Um. And it sounds like he's not making enough in sales to cover his um, his employees if he's having $80 days and he's selling all that stuff. Now, there could be, you know, there's a multitude of things that this could be. It could be bad employees, but a lot of times somebody that's um, looking for a way out will blame an employee first. Um, but it also could be the fact that they're not professional. It's not clean. They've had bad customer service for long enough that the word is spread and nobody wants to eat there. It could be all those things and more. Um so I don't it's it's hard for me to put a value on those stands because one I can't see them. Two, I have no idea what you're getting really. The other is are Lowe's good locations considering I would hire the right people who would hopefully wouldn't steal from me. My wife will run one at Nile as I have a full time job. Okay, Lowe's locations are good locations. Um, I've got a video on it, and you can look that up. Um, just type in Lowe's into the search box at learnhotdogs.com. Do I need to ask this person for a non-competing agreement within a certain mile radius? Um, that depends on if you feel he's a threat. Obviously, he's wanting out of there, so I can't imagine him trying to come back in, but I would have stuff something in writing to exactly what you're agreeing to. As far as if you're agreeing to those locations and the equipment and the customers, then yes, I'd have him sign something that he can't come back there. Um, I have no idea on how to even start running one of these stands. Should I expect or ask the seller to provide training? Absolutely. If you can get the seller to provide training, which obviously if he's got 16 stands or 14 stands, whatever he's got, um, he should be able to provide training at one of those stands and that would be great. Hands-on experience um, is hard to beat. The other thing is, though, is there's lots of information online. You can go to learnhotdogs.com, and, and just because it says hot dogs, it's not all about hot dogs. There, it's about street food vending. And many, well, I, I really can't think of a question that you could ask that isn't answered there already. But it would it would serve you well to try to get as much background information. If your wife's going to be the run running it primarily, then have her do it. Um, if she's willing to do that. It's just going to save you a lot of the learning curve. You can shortcut it. Um, that's it. Jason, uh, Bubba, what have you all got um, to add to that?
5: Well, I mean, you know, my thoughts on Lowe's and streets and stuff. I, I don't always think that the uh, chain stores or those kind of stores are, are such a great location. You know, yes, some of them are, but I know guys at other locations that are starving. You know, I, I would say you're better off buying a Ben's cart and finding locations and working them. You know, 500 bucks a month. I mean, I'm sorry. I just think that's too much. And uh, he can try and blame his sales on his, you know, employees that are stealing and everything. But, you know, I I don't know. If they were stealing that much, would they still be an employee? And if not for me, they would. (laughs) So, you know, me, I'd recommend to uh, go get a cart, Work a regular location, and develop your clientele that way.
1: Well, the fact that he's telling you, you know, that some days are as low as eighty tells me that he's being fairly honest. Because somebody that's just trying to hoodoo you and sell you, you know, sky in the, you know, pie in the sky, th- then they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't tell you that some days are eighty, or it no. could be one of those reverse psychology things. Look how no. honest I'm being, but it's all because of bad employees. Yeah,
5: that's so, what I was gonna say he said it was because of bad employees, but I mean I don't know. I you know like the, I say some of those locations are busy, some of them aren't.
1: Here's the Me, thing too, Jason is is obviously you know because you run multiple businesses, you keep good records. Yeah. And if he's got fourteen damn stands, he should have some really good sales figures to give you.
5: Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I mean the other thing is I just don't think. I mean I consider that more of a transient location. Um, which I think is hard to, to build, uh, return or repeat business. And that's my yeah. thing. What I have found,
2: and, and we're leaving Menards, but what I found is what Jason sort of said as far as the transit. Oh. The problem with the hardware stores is a lot of those people I have come to find out by watching and listening and all this other stuff, they're running in to get their stuff and they've got a project back home and they're running back home. They ain't got time to stop. They don't want time to stop. They're in and out that door in a hurry. Uh, like I was saying, just this weekend, what that guy's saying, sometimes Lowe's eighty bucks. The Menards had a big, huge sale, and Menards is exactly Lowe's and Home Depot. It's just another name. Uh, they had a big sale. The parking lot was
6: packed
2: on Saturday. We got. I would. I would say we were passed by in the. Four or five hours, we were out there. Probably seven hundred, seven hundred plus people, easy. And we sold thirty semi dogs, made one hundred and twenty-four bucks.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, we were just sitting there. Just, I'm shaking my head, going, I don't know what this is. It. I'm, and then my wife said, This is crazy. I'm not coming out with you anymore to sit here when I can sit at home and not make any money.
1: Absolutely not. I mean, obviously, you've been there. For long enough to have formed, formed an educated decision.
2: Yep, yep, that's that's what it is. And for the, our rent was five hundred a month, and it's your ROI is no good at that price when that's the money that's coming back in. Now we did get a lot of repeat customers because there's a lot of customers go in and out of the that store a couple times a week, and we did get repeat customers. Problem was. There's only so many of them, you know, but what Jason was saying is the transient aspect of that business. And what I've noticed people running in and out trying to get their stuff and get back home and finish whatever project they're trying to get done.
1: Well, I know that, I know Bubba, that you, you know, have more than broke even, but we ain't in this to just barely break even or break even and then, and then some we're not in it for that. There's too much work, too much education goes into this. And, and you know, the time and effort that is involved, yeah. It needs to be profitable. It needs to be, you know, multiple hundreds daily, not, not a hundred bucks, not eighty bucks, not sixty bucks. Right. Otherwise, I'm going to go work at McDonald's and let them deal with the damn employees and the headaches and the spoiled food and all that crap.
2: Right. We've been, we've been profitable, just not for my liking, profitable enough. And I guess some might be happy with it. I'm not either, along with my wife. I'm not happy with it. But we, uh, We've just decided, okay, we're done with this, and we're going to figure something else out. I have a few irons in the fire, and already have one gig. Because my thing is, you've got to maximize your profit with your time. You got to make your time. It's got to. It's got to be maximized. You can't just sit there all day hoping and waiting that somebody walks up. That's no good. You've got to. If you had a storefront where you're open from eleven to eight at night, yeah, you can. They can filter throughout the day. But with a cart, you're setting up, you're trying to maximize your your three or four hours that you're sitting there, you want it to be uh you want it to be profitable in that amount of time. 'Cause the the other time that's before you get there and the time after you get done with it, that all adds up to a lot of hours in a day that nobody really sees. It's more than the four or five hours that you're that sitting you're right. there three, three right. to five. Whatever what, you're doing.
1: What are what are your plans from here, Bubba?
2: Well, what I've got, I've got one gig set up for, it's a Friday, uh, September 6th. It is going to, and this was from a food truck girl who's got a food truck here in town, Circle City Spuds. What she does is go to the businesses, and they have maybe uh, a thing like this place. is called Street Links that we're going to, and they do every, they do two Fridays a month where a vendor comes in. They got 500 employees. Employees know they're coming. Those two Fridays, it's every other Friday a month, and you set up from 11 to two, and they come out and get lunch. And so instead of waiting on at a retail place for customers to maybe walk over to you, they know, all the employees know a week in advance, they put flyers up inside the building for everybody to know you're coming, you're set up on the building premises, they know you're there. This other, there's, we also have, if you're familiar, obviously you probably are, Angie's List is from Indiana, it's right here. In Indianapolis, there's a couple outposts. She does one of the Angie's lists, and we're going I'm gonna go talk to Angie's list also. But what I'm gonna try to set up is go because this is such a huge city. With uh, and Corey saw Corey was here this weekend, and he saw it. It doesn't matter where I set up. I'm gonna be surrounded by other food businesses. No matter where I go in this city, there's a food business on every corner, whether it's fast food, a restaurant, or whatever. So my thing is to get a, I guess what you would call, you've got a group of people that know you're there and you're there that one day, so you're almost like a little special event. And we have enough businesses in this city that I can do that, warehouses and all this other stuff. And that's my, my plan to go at it that way, to try to maximize my time instead of just setting up every day and hoping and praying that somebody comes walking over to us.
5: I bet you on that Friday, Bubby, you do more than you do in a week at this uh, hardware store right now. Well, that's that's
2: my goal. Because if they got 500 employees, I don't expect to get them all. But hell, you get you know 100 of them, and they come out and buy meals at five dollars a meal. You do the math there, and you're there for three hours and you're gone.
5: And it's not costing anything.
2: And it doesn't cost me nothing. I'm invited to come in. They put their flyer the flyers up in the place. They promote it by telling everybody, "Yeah, this is the thing, and it's coming," and blah 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 blah. So, being that I'm in a big city, and my locations, first off, legally are so so cut away, but every place where I can set up, I'm just surrounded by McDonald's and this and that and the other thing. This I think might be a better way to do it because we got big storage warehouses, we got big business complexes. All these things, and if I can get in the door and talk to them, and just you know, hit them once, you know, if you hit them once a month, but you get enough of them, and you do a, if you can do two or three days a week that way, if you can get build it up to that, yeah, be fine.
5: I think, I think you're gonna be much better off that way.
2: I think so too.
1: Well, I I can't fault you at all because you you've put definitely put in the time and effort there at Menards.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's nothing against Menards. The people that are at the local Menards, they didn't want to see us go, and they were great to us. They were, I mean, God, the employees there. And even corporate was great to us when they started getting the crazy emails from my ex-neighbor. They would they would go to the Menards store, and they'd say, this ain't this guy. And then they actually sent the corporate guy, and I talked with him, and they're like, we, we believe you. This guy's out of his out of gourd." And I said, yeah. So they've been great to us it's just you know it's a business relationship and it's not being profitable enough so we we go and that's cool everybody's everybody's good i had a seven day out clause in my contract so you know seven days and then we'll get the prorated rent back and our deposit back and everything will be okay and we move on and we just do it from a we just do this business from a different angle other than a daily location that's it And, and obviously car we got car lots galore so I'm going to hit them up for promotional stuff All whether we got, I mean, Indianapolis, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, over a million population and there's all kinds of avenues for promotional stuff, catering stuff and this and that. So that's what we're going to try to concentrate on.
1: Well, good. I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes for you, Bubba. I'm sure it, it, it I'm sure it's going to be better than what you've been doing. Um if, if there was any reason I, I would have left Menards, it would have been just because of the location they put you there. Um, I never liked that. so
2: Yeah, that that didn't, that didn't help. But uh, Even Corey said, when he pulled in the parking lot, he goes, there's no way you could miss you because that swooper flag, he saw it from the street when he came up. So it, we're obviously there, but yes, it is a walk down from the door. It's not a huge walk, but it's there. So you're right. I would have loved to have been right next to the door. That would have been great, a very
1: so what is the um I guess your first place you're going to is this factory, right, or this place where there's five hundred people
2: yeah it's a it's a street links it's a' mortgage it's a mortgage thing where they try to get mortgages people into mortgages and in and out. It's been there for about five years now okay. that's right, it's right It's close to where we live and stuff, so. Uh, and I may have to get a Johnson County license because just over the county line down in, in Greenwood, which is where Happy Jack's at, where he has his daily location, there's a bunch of warehouses and storage stuff down there and, and other business parks that are just like <laughs> right on the other side of the county line, you know, by about a half mile. But I have to get that license to go there, and that's fine. I can do that. Uh, but we've got on the north side of Indianapolis, which is where all the the financial district of the town is and the, the office buildings and office complexes and all that. That's my goal is to try to get and try to get some of this, try to get some of this area and see if I can make it work.
1: Well, good. I'm sure it will work. Um, I want to share some tips um, that came in. Kyle, um, who I think is joining us there. Yeah, I see him. He's got like half a screen up. And uh, Hey, Kyle. And um, he sent in this tip. Seeing how it's shark week, it seems only fitting, so I tried to compare HDV and sharks. And HDVs and sharks have a lot in common. Both need to be aggressive when needed, as persistence is key ingredient in who eats and who starves. Both stalk and um, stalk their victims. Um, although HDVs don't attack, they do make some mean dogs. And that, render their vi- that renders their victims helpless. A shark can smell one drop of blood from up to three miles away. Imagine what 30 hot dogs on the grill does to people 10 feet away. When you start cooking your dogs, that delicious smelling cloud of oh my damn will draw in customers like Chum does sharks. Sharks travel miles and miles a day looking for their perfect meal. Selection intend to keep going to the same location when the food supply is good. Customers will travel miles for you too. If you have a tasty meal and a tasty deal for them every week, Lastly, at the end of the day, customers and sharks alike have to eat. If it's attractive, looks graceful, and smells perfect, you can be sure whether in the water or at your cart, your buns are getting bitten. Till next time. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) That took some thought. That's good. That is really good. Um, the, the, this is the only other tip we got this week. Um, Fridays and Saturdays are usually the busiest day of the week. Be prepared to break down a lot of $20 bills and run out of $1 bills because it's payday and customers have just come from the bank. I have stacks of $21 bills and paper clips so that I can quickly exchange ones for 20 bills out of the register for 20 and ones. Put the $20 bill in the paper clip to avoid confusion counting cash at the end of the day. I do the same with fives and tens. Dan Counsel. That's a great a great tip. Um, I never I never thought about that. Do you see that, Jason, on the weekends? On Fridays, more twenties.
5: Nah, I kind of get pounded all week.
1: Well, twenties is I mean is the most common currency anymore. I'll tell
5: you what. This past week, we got whacked with a lot of fifties, man. I think in one, you know, line of fifteen twenty people, I got like three fifties last week in the middle of the week, which was kind of shocking. But yeah, but your normal meal is forty-five bucks, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I mean, I had um, the guy's name was uh, so tired from the weekend. He came down from Rhode Island. Then there was another guy from Delaware County that came up to see me. And um, they were kind of shocked to see like you know these young bucks come up to the window and order two hot dogs and uh, or you know two sausages and a soda for fifteen bucks. You know, and I said, well, yeah, they're seven a piece, and then, uh, you know, so does a buck. So yeah, you're fifteen bucks. Now this week, crocodile and Dewey's back on, so that's a uh, ten dollar sausage right there by itself.
1: Yeah, I saw so, your crocodile. I like that. Where do
5: you where do you get your crocodile and Dewey from? I just have it made. Meat comes up out of, uh, oh god. The only place I've ever had it was down in New Orleans. Yeah, it comes. It's close to there. We get it from a farm there, and it comes up here and gets processed. Cool. I uh, found it easier to bring the meat in rather than try and buy it from them down there and ship it. Yeah,
2: I bet that seems good. I loved it when I had it before.
5: Yeah, it's good, it's good sausage, man. I you know, yeah. saw a lot of that when it's on, but it's just it's expensive, you know. Yeah. Well, it's not your. It's not your everyday cow. Nah, we well, are fourteen. What I what I sent
4: you
1: the other day Ben when
5: they dropped that off, fourteen eighty or something like that a pound. Woof. Yeah,
1: yeah. So Yeah, I don't know. But that's what it is. It goes, man. I'm, I'm going sure to is. um pull up a
5: hey, video real quick. Nice shirt, Ben. Yeah. That's my um Love Hot Dogs
1: <laughs> and Lemonade Brothers shirt. I don't have a Love Hot Dog shirt, but I do have a Lemonade Brothers.
5: Yeah, i got to get
1: around to printing some more of those. um, I want to play something for you all real quick. And let me know if there's no sound after this starts because I won't know. A very successful hot dog vendor was hitting record sales. He was advertising, cross-promoting, staying open longer each and every day. And business was fantastic. His son came home from college for the summer and said, Dad, don't you know we're in a recession? You need to watch your spending and be ready for business to slow down. The father, concerned, stayed awake all that night, worrying about what his son had said. The following day, he pulled down a lot of his signs, and he put the money he would have spent on advertising and promoting back in the bank. By the end of the month, business was terrible, and all he could say to himself was, wow, it's a good thing. I listened to my son. There really is a recession. Now, I'm not minimizing the challenges of today's economy, but I'm frustrated with hearing vendors cry the blues when they haven't made an effort to evaluate and restructure their current business model. Those vendors whose businesses were solid last year did new things to reach their audience. Nobody is working any less, just smarter. Every vendor has said they're doing okay, always follows with, but I've never worked so hard in my life. There's no secret of surviving in the food vending business. Today, survival is all about marketing and promotion, hard work and utilizing every aspect of information and technology available to you. Ask yourself, are you on Facebook, Twitter, and all the rest of the social networks? Are you sending out daily updates to your customers? Are you offering them specials and coupons and freebies? It's all free, you know. Gone are the days of spending a couple hundred bucks on a newspaper ad in hopes that maybe someone will see. Maybe that isn't your thing. You're too old, or you think it's cute and adorable to be computer illiterate. I have a friend, for some reason, likes to say, Hell, Ben, I don't even know how to turn one on, huh? He wears it as if it's a badge of honor. Well, guess what? Your competition knows, and if that's your mindset, he or she, and I'll use he for the sake of brevity, is kicking your ass. If he started using more, newer, and better current methods of targeting his customers yesterday, your ass is already being kicked. Maybe it hasn't shown up in his sales yet, but you can bet it will. And where will those increases come from? Consider this. If you're not taking full advantage of every resource available to you, they'll be coming from you. The wheels are turning, he's moving forward, and progress is already underway. It's just a matter of time before the steamroller starts and your hitch and license plate disappears in his review mirror. You can tell yourself all the reasons why you can't succeed, or you can opt out of that and tell yourself all the reasons why you can, and then act on those accordingly. Either way, you'll be right. Only you can decide which option works best for you. I would like to thank Ron Curtis for allowing me to share this with you. Happy weenie slinging. Well, um, I don't know if that video played. Nah,
5: it froze right after you started drawing your hat.
1: Well, um isn't that lovely? Um but anyway, I wanted to um to share that with you. Um hopefully some people got the message. The Ron Curtis sent sent me that script and I thought it was brilliant. It's something he's noticed among vendors that that um do a lot less um vending and a, a whole lot more complaining. And, and don't take that extra effort to do those things. Don't change the signs. Don't do what Bubba's fixing to do and, and change locations. He didn't go, Oh, the piss hot dog sales just doesn't work for us. You know, no, hell no. He found other avenues and that's what successful vendors do. My first, my first location sucked, but it got me on my feet and it got me to where my next location was. And I tried multiple locations after that and failed and then had successes and then failed and then had successes. But I narrowed them down to a bunch of successes because I quit going to the ones that were unsuccessful. And so that was the point of that, and I, and I don't know how many people um, caught that over on the blog. If you missed it, you can go to com, and it should be the most recent post other than this one once it goes up. Well,
5: it makes sense. I mean, you, you know. The deli across the street from me changed hands, uh, I guess a week last Tuesday, you know, I got told it was cause of me and my response was, well, you know, that makes you feel better or lets you sleep at night. That's fine. But, you know, <laughs> the guy that, you know, he, his brother said, what do you think? I said, well, he didn't do any delivery. He didn't do any offsite catering, doesn't do Facebook, Twitter, no coupons, never does anything in town, never sponsors any sport teams. You go in there; it's almost like you're bothering them to order a hoagie. Well, top, you know, couple that with, uh, you know, the food sucks and it's expensive. Well, you know, close your doors, right? Die. I don't care, but you're, you're not gonna bother me. Yeah. You're right. Yeah.
1: Well, how's um how's Super Dogs? Super Dogs. Can you hear
2: he, us? He keeps dropping in and out. I think he's froze up.
1: He's, we scared
2: him. I keep seeing his thing keeps falling off, coming back on, falling off, coming back on. Must have bad internet. It may be. Um, that- was that
1: him? No. Yeah, no, it was me. All right.
2: I was about ready to ask a stupid question. <laughs>
1: Have had, there ain't no stupid questions other than the ones that you Well, I was hand. about
2: ready to say, say something stupid.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll fit I right in here.
5: Myself. I'm proud.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Jason, tell us what's going on. Not
5: much. Just uh, keeping busy. Did a soccer tournament yesterday and, you know, got beat up pretty good there. There's supposed to be more food vendors and there wasn't. And, uh... You know, the boys had one of the chill trucks out, and we just loaded it up with uh, Powerade and water, and, and they had soft pretzels, and, you know, they did really well. Made their own, made their own change, that kind of thing.
1: Well, uh-huh. I, saw, I saw the picture you sent me with the line of people at your stand, and you were pulling it with your concession truck, was pulling your trailer, and yeah. then the boys were out there on the um, chill trike.
5: Yeah. yeah, they were set up. They did pretty well, so I was very happy with them. You know, Melissa was there and kind of watched over them. But
1: now, these are the new ones, right? You've got your new Chill Tracks in. Yep,
5: those are the new ones. So um, um,
1: you're um, you're open for business as far as anybody wants to order can order now, or are you already okay. pre-sold?
5: No, we're uh, kind of both. I mean, we've got some bikes sitting. we got some possibly, I uh, can't really say yet, but right. it looks like somebody's Purchasing all the current stock on the floor, <laughs> so uh wow! If anybody's interested, you better get in soon. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a few months with the way this is going.
1: Icecreambike.biz. Yes, sir. Icecreambike.biz, and you can check out the Chill Trikes. They're solar powered and all green. It's with with an actual freezer on it. So if a you or a fridge. if you want to, yeah, a, free, a fridge or a freezer. So if you are Wanting to expand and do something unique in your town that can go almost anywhere with less headaches, less health department red tape, you can do it. My kids did it for two summers, and um, they had days where they did five, six hundred dollars, but they they averaged over four hundred daily. So it was a um, you have to take your good days and your bad days and do your averages. It's easy to say, yeah, they had because uh, I had uh, I have a son that he really is good at selling. And he, you know, he was constantly talking and constantly calling people over and all that. And so he had a little cult following. Well, he he had some days that were astronomical, over a thousand bucks. Well, you can't just say, oh, you can make a thousand dollars a day with this. Well, you can, but th- not every day. Yeah. Um But four hundred dollar days are real good. That's great. For an average. <laughs> That's great. Um. So it, it is something you can do. I don't know that I would um, stop what you're doing. I would add it to it if, you, if you're if you in the – in if you're capable to add it to it yet, you know, have the funds to do it. It's a great side thing, and it works great for charity events. It works great for school events. Um, anything where you're serving near and around kids, it's fantastic. It would be fantastic for somebody like Pocono to do with beer, load oh, yeah. that chill truck with beer on the golf course. Um I know you've got some big stuff going, Jason, and, and I'm excited about it, and I can't wait till you can release more about that. But there's um, there's some big, big people in the country that are going after these chill trikes of Jason's, and and so you may want to um, get them before he doubles the price. <laughs> hey,
2: hey, Jason. Yes, sir. Since you get got that big solar panel up there, you know, for some of us real fat people, you might want to figure out how to make an electric motor on that thing, too, because, you know,
5: some of us just can't pedal. We're going to die.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying.
4: <laughs>
5: oh, we actually uh, we actually are playing with a bigger solar panel for one client going from 80 to 150 watts. So
4: Yeah.
5: But, uh, you know, you're not really on too much, Bubba. I mean, if kids can pedal it around, you can pedal it around. Shit, I'm 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 walking dead, man. <laughs> well, you know what Corey's doing? I mean, Corey's got his and I think oh, I know Corey's going to lose weight. We know this. And he's been away for I think a week, and uh, when he gets back, I think he's renting his out already to a church or something. Wow. Yeah, he mentioned, he
2: mentioned that to
5: me. Wow.
1: See, that's another aspect of it that we don't realize that there's. I get people that contact me because they know I have carts and they want to rent a cart for an event here in town, and they want to you know. They'll say, hey, we need two carts, or we need this, and can you supply the food? Some of them already have their food. Some of them just use them for barbecue. We did one recently. We dropped it off to a guy who was doing a real estate presentation deal, and they just filled all the trays up with barbecue. I showed them how to use it, and they um, they just served barbecue sandwiches out of
2: it. Sure you could. You could put a full-size full-size thing in the the steam pan just filled up with pulled pork all damn day long
1: i've charged him 250 bucks um clean that was including the cleanup fee and all i did is brought it out there with full tanks of gas and set it up yeah showed him how to use it
5: Yeah, that's a good return
1: yeah not bad i I mean all i had to do is make two trips out there about 11
2: miles yeah
5: not bad at all man that's good we used to do that with the wood fired pizza trailers because, you know, middle of the week, I'd tell guys, if you're not using it, strike a deal up with a restaurant. Let them call Wood Fired Wednesday. Let them bake bread or do a dish out in there and rent it to the restaurant. You drop it off with a load of wood, show them how to start a fire, let them run it, pick it up, take it home. Exactly. <laughs> it's not making any money sitting in your driveway if you're not working, you know, during the week and only working weekends. Were those brick ovens you had, Jason, on that? Yeah, it was, they were Italian ovens on a trailer. Wow, wood fired. You know they Didn't crack when they were traveling or nothing. Ah, uh, wow. I mean, you you can probably still see. Uh, I think Facebook's still up. I took the website down, but if you look for Beatrice's Inferno on Facebook, you can still see you know pictures there at the winery and that kind of stuff. But yeah, cool. You know. Cool. Hey Ben, is that a hookah pipe? No, it looks like one active.
2: I,
1: I tried the electronic cigarettes, and I quit for like two weeks one time. And the problem was they constantly run out of fluid or the battery goes dead. And I finally got tired of carrying around 12 of them in my pocket because I, I chain smoke pretty much, and yeah, except good. when I'm sleeping. And But if I get up to go pee in the middle of the night, I'll have a cigarette and go back to sleep. Well, this is um, a mod. You know, they call it a modified e-cigarette, and it's really big.
2: It's a big brother.
1: It'll last all day. You fill it full of fluid. And so you don't get any of the carcinogens. You still get the nicotine, but you're all your, all your, they call it vaping. And all your vaporizing is vegetable glycerin. Yep. And I, um, I love it so far. It's still not as good as a cigarette. Like right now I could eat a pack of cigarettes and probably wouldn't satisfy me, but I, um, I've made it a week now, um, Today made a week. About two o'clock
2: today made a week. Good for you. There you go. I made it the whole month of December. Like I said, I had I got an e cigarette and was through the whole month of December, made it without any cigarettes. None. Wow. Then we bought this house and then had this bar in the basement. The first night I broke out, you know, to Chris in the house, got a bottle of Jim Beam and I said, This just ain't right. Something's <laughs> missing here. And I was like, I'm just gonna go get one pack. I'm gonna smoke one cigarette. The next thing you know, here we are. It's uh, what is it? August. <laughs> I, haven't, yeah. I haven't even touched it.
1: I haven't touched it since I started this because
2: it, it doesn't even sound you good. Did, what was that? It doesn't even sound
1: good with an electronic cigarette. No,
2: it's not. Don't drink, don't drink one. You'll be back to cigarette.
1: And my wife, my wife says, uh, "Hun, you're you're already in your 40s. Just smoke." <laughs> You're
5: dead, anyways. <laughs> Me too. You're happy. A bit Nobody dies healthy. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly.
4: No.
2: I've yeah. always had a theory. I was out there, you know, that the, everybody that exercises is all healthy and stuff. They're going to be on their deathbed crying. Why? Why? I'm going to be on my deathbed laughing, going, "I had no cheated it by at least five, ten years."
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've got a grandfather that's 94, and he's still alive. He they called our family together two years ago and said he was had hours to live, um, and he's still alive. He's senile now. He's had four strokes. He's still living and, and not in a home. Okay, he's right. living with my aunt, and he he can't remember nothing. Somebody's having to change his pants and all that mess. He's having to wear a diaper, but he's lived a healthy, healthy life. Right, and and I have a friend that died last November at sixty two. Right. And um, he smoked all his life. He died of throat cancer. Right. And, um, you know, even in talking to him, you know, you could ask him, you know, what do you think? Would you give it up now? And he goes, hell no. He goes, I have enjoyed the hell out of my life. I hate to leave. And he goes, it's not really the leaving that's bothering me. He goes, it's the fact that the party's still going to go on without me that bothers (laughs) me the most. And right. and I I guess once you get to that age, uh, you know, if you get to 62, yeah, you will probably don't feel like dying yet. Um, but um I don't know. I'm I'm back and forth on it. I've almost talked myself into going back to smoking twice now and I haven't. So I have stood close to my wife though a few times while she smoked.
2: All right. Um, get a little contact. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's a it's a bad habit.
2: It's an expensive habit But to eat. so is eating. That's the problem. So is
5: eating.
1: <laughs> I mean, eating's a bad habit. I mean, I, my wife would go, I cannot believe you're doing that. I'm fixing to cook dinner. And I said, have you ever known me to turn down dinner or food, period? I don't have to be hungry to eat. I'll eat. You cook it, and I'm going to eat it. And so I never get, like, so full that, oh, I can't take any more. I just couldn't eat another bite. The hell? I save dessert. I've got dessert pockets and everything, storage areas inside. I could eat my fill and ribs or something, and then come back two minutes later and eat a cheesecake <laughs> and a sleeve of Oreos. <laughs>
2: hey Ben, Ben Relish just put up in the in the uh, chat room a great idea. I'd never. I've I stared at the thing a million times and never came to me. He said that he uses the the umbrella. You know where the umbrella goes in the center of your big dog cart? That's where he puts his paper towels. It's a built in paper towel holder. That's smart. Yeah. I've never seen I, just, that. I just read that and I went, Well, good God, I've stared at my umbrella. I don't know how many times, never thought of that. that <laughs> that's a good tip. That's brilliant. That, that's That'd a go. great one. So that cool. goes after relish.
1: Yeah, a good one. Really good. Yeah. Um Never heard, never even seen anyone do that. See, no, after years of doing this, though. and I'm still learning. Yeah,
2: makes perfect sense though. It does. Like middle of the cart, easy to grab. Bingo.
1: I'm gonna try to go over to Asheville, North Carolina next next Friday. Um, one of our vendors over there. I don't know if y'all remember them there. It's um, they've been on the show before, but it's um, geezers. um old geezers, sausages and hot dogs. Um, decrepit old geezer sausages and hot dogs. Their their acronym is Dogs, and they um I have a shirt. That's why I pointed to my shirt. I think
5: you have a shirt for that.
1: Yeah, and they they've got two big dogs going to be set up side by side on the street because business is cranking for them, Great. and they run two carts side by side at night in Asheville.
7: Great.
1: Um, it's just people walking around the streets just. You know, looking at shops, and there's lots of street, um, street. what do they call them, musicians, like street artists?
2: Yeah. is quite the uh, the uh, hipster hangout these days in the mountains.
1: It's the Portland of the East Coast. Yes, it,
2: it is. I got a friend that lives there. I,
1: I, I love it. Um, when my wife says, hey, let's go somewhere, that's where I want to go, because it's, um, it's laid back and lots of just cool music, and you can just veg out. There's so much food.
2: Yeah, I spent a lot of time over there when I lived in Statesville, North Carolina. I'd take off for the weekend on the motorcycle and head to Asheville. Hang out over there.
1: Well, I um where's um uh, where's Brian tonight?
2: He worked today, I know that.
1: Oh. Ah. He's got that rough job train. on the beach. And Suppa Dogs is with us again. Can you hear us, Supa? Did he freeze up again? Holy cow. You know what I haven't checked is our call line, um, and and it looks like we do have calls. Hang on with me just a second, and I'm going to try to get to these. Caller, um, last four of 4332, this is Ben. You're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio. How can I help you? Hey, Ben. It's Dr. Dogs. Hey, Michael. How are you? Uh,
6: we're pretty good. I wanted to comment about the guy that wanted to buy the two hot dog carts or set up. Uh personally I would never do that because number one, I'm not gonna pay somebody else to be able to run a hot dog cart. Uh, I think that's kinda ignorant. Um uh, I mean you can I guess Lowe's or where wherever they are is, is a great thing to be there. But uh I just I don't see having somebody tell me how to run my cart or when I gotta set up or when I gotta close. I'm uh, with you. That 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 right there I just don't I don't get. The other thing is, uh, you know, we're talking about all the money people make and don't make and stuff. I'm a little bit different than everybody else. As you know, I only do it part-time. Yep. So I got a different attitude. If I did. I went out. Well, I pulled a Jason the other day. Uh, I went out at, to a festival that I, that I wasn't going to do again and uh, lost my butt. I mean, I made uh $29. uh is how much I made and um <laughs> and the uh, uh the funny thing about that I was the only one selling hot dogs uh but there was three other hot dog vendors um at the event and I was the only one that had any sales um I don't know why <laughs> but uh then You're I kidding. said oh what am I going to do with all these buns that I can't sell so Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I went out and set up at my regular spot, and I did about three fifty in three days, and that's about three hours a day. So, to me, that's great. To somebody else, that may not be enough money, but you know, I live in Georgia, so the cost of living down here is a lot lower. But um, you know, it's it's a lot a lot less stress for me because I just do it part time
1: well i I love it, and for those people that don't know you and that are listening in are going to watch this later um Michael has um Doug's dogs good good in Georgia. you can look him up on facebook and has a has a business that's been around for several years now does really well and does it part time retired military and is um is a fantastic guy. He's helped out a lot of new vendors and always brings a lot to the table. It, I, I think it's cool that you would call in and tell about a bad time. A lot of times people call in and want to share their good news, and which I love to hear good news. It makes my day. But it, I also like hearing like Bubba tonight talking about a bad location that he's been at for several weeks, and and like your event that you just you know you promised yourself you weren't going to do again, you did it anyway, and and you basically lost your butt. Um, yeah. And and it's impressive because it helps people understand that even the seasoned veterans have bad days.
6: Yeah, you're going to uh-huh. have a bad day no matter what you do. <laughs>
1: and
6: the uh, other thing, uh, well, while I'm talking about bad days, I'll tell you a quick story that happened uh, two days before that event. I did the uh, – got a special needs kids – Uh, School up here and I usually go by and do them hot dogs once a year and they bring in water slides for the kids and I feed the kids and I just the way I normally do it is I just tell them to collect whatever money they collect and then I'm happy and I'll go away. And the girl told me this year, she says, she said, now if you don't collect enough money for the hot dogs that you do, she says, just tell me and I'll write you a check for the balance. And, uh, so I got through feeding all the kids, had a blast. I mean, a blast. um uh, if, if you've ever been around, especially from these kids, you, you have to be around them to understand how much fun I had. But, uh, I got through at the end of the day, and I was about $80 in the hole compared to what I should have had. And the lady come up to me, and she says, uh, how much did we owe you? And I said, uh, nothing. I said, I had a good time. And I said, I'll be back next year. And she, like, fell over. And uh, But, you know, that, that was one of the events that I do that I don't expect to make money, but I have a great time doing it.
1: Well, I'm um, I'm impressed. I, I just love the fact that you give back. You also give back to the wounded warriors there in, in Georgia. And yeah, I mean, you give all your tips. Is that right?
6: Yeah, I give all my tips to the Augusta Warrior Project, and uh, and I've been doing that since 2010. And I get, I think I gave them like seven, about 700 last year in tips. And uh, so, I mean, it's, it, I think it's because I'm, you know, got real sexy legs. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> bad, <man. laughs> I, I, you know, people just, they come up and give me tips, and and it, it gives me something to give back. This year, I think I'm up to about 300, or 300, something like that, and, uh, of, you know, and it's not for everybody. It's just like selling hot dogs or being a street vendor or having a um, a food truck or working at a restaurant. It's not for everybody. But if you enjoy being around people and want to get out and make some money, you're going to have to work for it, no matter what you do. That's
2: anything. That's anything. Yep. Hey, Michael, yep.
5: how's some cheese steak supply holding now.
6: Oh God, I'm down to my last one. I'm about to die. I've been, I've been saving. I've been saving this last one, and uh, oh, by the way, Ben, I forgot to say one other thing. Uh, you might want to put on your website that all the vendors need to send you a T-shirt. That way, you'll have plenty of clothes to wear. <laughs>
1: I tell you what, I love it. I love it, the vendors that have sent me a T-shirt, and I I try to show them all off. Um, It makes me feel good that they would even think of me. But um, that would be a good way to um, supply my kids with school clothes. Yeah. (laughs) I'll I'll get their sizes and post them on the wall.
6: (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. But, uh, no, it's just the um, – there, everything else down here is going great. I mean, it's, I can't complain at all. I went out the other day and, and, uh, I now have to call the local doctors and a couple of lawyers and different people in town to let them know I'm coming to town so they they can come to the hot dog cart and eat lunch. And, uh, I have, I have them on speed dial on my phone or, well, I actually text them a message and tell them, you know, I'm in town. Y'all come on and get you a hot dog. And uh, the uh, we got a new chief of police, and every time I set up, he eats at the hot dog cart. And uh, the sheriff came by the other day and ate. So, I, <laughs> and usually when they come, they usually come with about five or six people, and they usually buy everybody lunch. So it's it just I, I'm enjoying it, and as long as I'm having fun doing it, I'm gonna keep doing it.
1: Well, good. I'm glad. I'm sure you. If you left, your town would riot.
6: Yeah, they. I, I've got a, a good following, and, and I mean, to me, you know, a lot of people they have to make three, four hundred dollars a day. To me, if I make hundred, hundred and fifty a day, every time I set my card up, to me, that's making money because it's consistency. Exactly. I I, can, I, I make that. A, I'm, I can go out and I can look. I can pull my books up on every one of my locations that I go out, and I average a hundred dollars a day on every single location. I may not make a hundred every single day, and I may one day I may make a hundred and fifty or two hundred, but you know uh, I average a, over a hundred dollars a day every time I move my cart. So you and, um, know, and, and as long as I do that, I'm happy. But and. Uh, Anyway, I do I do need to come back to Pennsylvania, Jason, because I, I I am low on soft, on uh, cheese steaks, and I hate to be that way. <laughs> well, you know you got
5: an open invite yeah. at my stand.
6: Yeah. Well, you know the the uh, uh, I go to a little town called North Wells, Pennsylvania, and get cheese steaks. And when I go in, they just they make them up and divide them up. And where I can store them in ice chests, and I bring about usually about eight or ten of them back at a time. And uh, uh, that lasts me for a, a few months. But let me get off this phone, guys, and y'all can take some other calls and talk to everybody. And y'all have a great night and keep swinging dogs.
1: I appreciate it, Michael. Have a good evening. Thanks for calling and sharing that.
6: Have a good one, y'all Michael. Too. Bye. All right. Be good, Jason. Hey, buddy. Folks, that,
1: for those that have been holding a while, I apologize. And um, this was all my fault. I didn't see all the calls that were lining up. And I'll be sure to get to you in just a second. Um, what were you going to say, Jason?
5: When you, when you exhaled that e cigar or whatever it is, man, it looks like a Cheech and Chong movie. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those. Jones.
1: Hey, if um Super Dogs keeps having issues, he can always call in too to the um four two four two five eight nine three six four. In fact I'm gonna um play this real quick and we'll be right back. Hey, folks, this is Rob
3: Harper with Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Just a quick reminder that Hot Dog Vendor Radio is a live radio show. Without call-ins, there ain't no show. So hide your face, pick up your phone, and give us a call. You can use your real name, you can use your stage name. We aim the please, so we don't really care. The only stupid questions are the ones that are not asked. So dial 424-258-9364. That's 424-258-9364. Get your groove on with HDVR, Hot Dog Vendor Radio. A
4: domesticated girl That's all you ask of me Darling, it is no joke He's busier than
3: a cucumber in a woman's prison It's Ben on HTVR, Hot Dog Vendor Radio It's Sunday night at 8.30, and you're riding a gravy train with biscuit wheels with a hot dog answer man, Ben, on HDVR, Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Have you ever seen those hot dog vendors with the hinge pan lids? Well, Ben has them now. They're over at Ben'sCarts.com in the accessory store. These aren't your run-of-the-mill pans either. Ben wanted to make a pan that would last as long as your cart would, so we used the thickest-gauge stainless steel pans on the market. Yep, you can buy cheaper versions, but you can't buy better ones. These are for the seriously busy hot dog vendors and built to last, and you can get them only over at
1: Ben'sCarts.com. Well, folks, I thank you for the, um, the break. And I'm going to go ahead and jump on some callers here. Caller area code 864 you are live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV.
8: Ben, how's it going tonight? Doing good. How are you? Man, I'm doing good. This is Jonathan Kirby with Hot Dogs for Calls. I like it. How you doing? Man, doing great. Had my first week slinging dogs, and it was pretty good. Well, tell us pretty about good. it
1: for all those new people listening. Tell us, tell us what a first week feels like.
8: Wow, first week is a little bit nerve-wracking, uh, but it was it was good. I've got a uh, couple of locations lined up, one of them pretty good, one of them uh, turned out to be not so good uh, for the first day, but uh, set up in front of a uh, local small grocery store uh, with a lot of traffic and uh, did the first day pretty well. Second day was uh, double what I did the first day. Good. So that was that was good. And that is, uh this go ahead. Ben.
1: No, that's that's good. Um yeah. What's um So that was your second day. How the rest of the week turn out?
8: Uh it got rained out a lot of the week. We had some uh, terrible rains here in the Upstate of South Carolina and uh you know, it just keeps uh keeps you on your toes looking at the radar trying to find what's going on. So uh really just had 3 days uh Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And uh, those three days turned out to be pretty well though for me. I'm uh, I'm really optimistic. It
1: looks good. Well, good. Yeah, I've I've been getting a lot of calls and emails about the rain. Um, people asking me, "What do you do if you can't work?" And it's one of those. Yeah, there's there's not much you can do except go swimming um, because it's been the same way here. It's just rain, rain, rain. Um, and so it it's one of those deals where you may be able to go catch lunch, but you may not be able to stay for dinner. Um, we're getting late rain showers every evening. So it's just it's the nature of the beast. You know, you make hay while the sun shines, and, and the rest of the time you, you figure, you know, Mother Nature gave you a day off.
8: Yeah. Exactly. Good day to go fishing.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can <laughs> fish. And <laughs> a bad day you of fishing shot. is a better day than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, Bubba.
8: But, uh, yeah, you're talking about – I just want to touch base for you. You're talking about – uh time of smoking or working on your smoking and all and I I remember I I, I stopped drinking um, you know one time and it was the worst day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the
4: me. very worst
8: day.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
8: but one of the t one of the things I found out is dealing with this and getting set up. this is this took a, a little bit of a effort and I know I've emailed you back and forth a couple of times on some things, but it took a little bit of effort Uh, and got twisted around a little bit with the uh, health inspector. And what I would say is for a lot of people, if you're considering getting into this business, make sure you speak with the inspector that inspects your commissary and not necessarily somebody in the office or Mm -hmm. somebody else that you're talking to. Uh, The guy that's going to do your inspection is the one you need to be talking to because here in South Carolina, it's basically – You know, they've got guidelines, but it's up to the inspector, and some of them are lax, some of them are not. Some of them will tell you one thing, some will tell you another. To give you an (laughs) example, I asked uh, when I finally got my uh, decal, my permit, I said, You know, I might one day want to put a popcorn machine on here. I said, Can I do that? Can I have a popcorn machine? He said, Well, yes and no. (laughs) I said, Really? He said, Yeah, uh, yeah, it's enclosed, so you can, but. You're not supposed to cook, so you're cooking popcorn. He said, if it's up to me, I don't care. But he said, now somebody else may give you a problem. So just be aware, whoever's doing your uh, commissary and your inspections is the one you got to work with.
1: Wow. Um, that, that is good advice because a lot of people do that. They'll just call the office and ask some questions and not actually talk to the inspector. If you can find out who's going to be inspecting you, that's the best person to talk to because it's going to be hard for them to say, uh, "Yeah, I know I told you this, but I've changed my mind." They can't really, you know, double back on themselves or don't usually. But the, but you talk to somebody in their office. They all they've got to do the out is is hey that ain't they are not the ones that inspect your cart. So that's great advice. I'm glad you shared that.
8: Exactly, and in one part of the state, if you move around, you do a festival or a fair. It may be a little different, you know. You may still have the guidelines, but they may say, well, you know, we're a little stricter down here or we're not as strict in this part of the state. Right. Yep.
2: I'm running into
8: that right now.
2: The, the, it's the real county subjective, county I'll tell you. In Monroe County, Indiana. i got to go down there up in Indianapolis. Hot dogs are non-hazardous food material. In Monroe County, it's New York state law, so i got to go through the safety, the food handler's course, pay this
5: fee and pay
8: that fee and pay this fee so I decided I'm not going to that festival. <laughs> Too much ass. Uh, yeah, Ben, chili is huge in South Carolina. I just want to let you know that anybody that's, that's just listening, you've got to get your chili. Uh, I make my own chili because I've tried every brand. I really had not found anything that, that suited me but chili is 95% of my business on the dog. Uh, everybody loves it and I got a question for you about the chili on the pan liners. I know you've been on the pan liners and i I tried one on a setup before I actually even got out into the public, and I melted the crap out of one all over two pans and ended up having to toss them. And I know that you can turn the heat down, but you got to get the chili up. And the way the burner is set up on the big dog, I'm using the third burner, you know, the far right burner, yep. and a third pan. And I'm just wondering if you had any tips on how to situate that pan liner to keep it from melting, and I know you can start full, but just to get your temperature up to um, chili up to temperature, uh, with a pan
1: liner. Double, double 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 boiler. Um, you know, have your still have a steam pan under it. And even though your chili pan doesn't have holes like for steam, it keeps it keeps it from scorching and melting your pan yeah. liner. Yeah,
2: yeah that's are what my wife is recommending. Are you using are you using it straight on top of the burner? Yeah. Oh, well yeah, that will be yeah, yeah. the pan liner cuz it's over the edge and stuff. Because I use the pan liner for my chili. I make my own chili also, and mm-hmm. I I never have any trouble. At the end of the day, I what's left if it, if it's if it's still good, I put it back in my thing. I just take the pan liner and toss it in the trash, and then the cleanup is nothing.
8: Okay. What, what's that pan use under the chili for the double boiler?
2: I use mine. I use mine as a steam setup, not with a perforated pan. I use it in the Mm full-size steam table and use the four-inch deep. uh, I use a quarter-size pan from a chili and just set it up in the steam table. And When I first turn it on, yeah, I get the heat up a lot in the steamer and let it boil a little while to get the chili, you know, get it warm. And then once it's warm, it just sits there all day. I just keep the steam table at a minimum. And it keeps it in
8: In the water with the dogs, same water
2: with the dogs. No, no, no. I I don't. I do my dogs as a double broiler situation. I use the half size on the far left burner of the big dog, and uh-huh. use the six inch deep pan there, and then use a a, a big deep uh, another four inch deep pan and use it as a double broiler situation because I like the grease to stay in the dogs, so I slop them around in the grease before I put them in the bun. So instead of losing them through a steamer, now I keep
7: all that grease so, so they can taste that fat, which is tasteful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why it's eyes, oh, cool, cool.
1: Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Bob. He's, he's <laughs> just saying, eat, use your chili in the steam table. So on the on the big dog, if you're if you're using the big full size um, water pan or spillage pan on the right hand side. Then in it you'd have two quarter-sized pans. Use one of those quarters if you want for your chili, and that way the pan is sitting in water, and then your um, your protective bag, you know that pan saver bag, will protect. It won't melt
2: because it's not that okay. clean.
8: Right.
1: Good. Good. Yeah,
8: I'd have a problem with that, and I, I'm like you, Ben. I'm tired of uh, scraping that burnt chili out after three days.
1: Yeah, but it's worse great than a burnt pan liner.
8: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, it's impossible. You just toss it. It's what I did. I just said, no. yeah." who okay, it is. Yeah. Looky
1: there.
5: Looky there. This is yours. Yeah, one
8: other thing.
2: The, the bar keeps
5: his pan. The bar bar street vendors go nuts.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when street vendors attack. <laughs>
8: And if anybody has not used Barkeeper's Friend, you need to get it. It is the best thing I've ever seen for taking the scorch, the stain, the everything off of a pan. It's wonderful. I don't know what's in it, but it works.
1: Good. Brian uses yeah. that, doesn't he?
8: Brian,
2: uses
8: ben, you use a year. Ben, are you ever going to do a video heard? series on growing a business?
2: Barkeeper's and Friend. Growing a
8: business page. Yeah, Barkeeper's Friend. Best stuff going.
2: Some
3: good stuff, Maynard.
8: Ben, yeah. Ben, are you going to do a video series on growing your business past one cart when you, you know, the, the options of either leasing or, you know, setting up different carts, hiring people, anything like that? you going to have a yep. series on that we've or done, work on that?
1: We've done some training free on here, and I have. I have some in the A to Z course, but if you just search search on the blog for expanding your business or Mm -hmm. just type the word expand, um, you'll pull up articles where we've, we've spent whole shows talking about the ways to expand your business. Cool. Sounds good.
8: Sounds good. Well guys, I'm going to get off and let you, uh, keep talking to other people. I appreciate the info and everything's going great. I'm happy. Uh, just, uh, Hope for sunny skies and no rain.
1: Well, congratulations on your um, your first week. That's awesome.
8: Thanks. Exactly. appreciate it. Okay, you guys have a good night, and I'll uh, be glad to uh, talk to you maybe next week and let you know what's going on there.
1: I'd love it. Come back anytime. Yeah. Have All a good right. night.
4: Thanks.
8: All right, folks, we've
1: got um, caller, area code 614. You're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV. You- yeah.
7: Um, um, just just planning to get in to the hot dog business. Yes, sir. I had somebody give me a uh, trailer as a camper now, but I'm going to take the camper body off right. and rebuild that come spring. Now, my question is, Do you find that you get more sales with food that is prepared a little bit differently, a little bit more unusual than you do when you're just cooking like everybody else does? Because I'm planning to do my hot dogs wrapped in bacon. I'm planning to do a marinated hot dogs plus a brats and... Philippine pork barbecue which man, i know man. in this town does sell. Oh
4: yeah, let um, go.
7: <laughs> well, you nope. see the you. pork barbecue, the pork barbecue is marinated in soy sauce and apple cider vinegar with spices. You then take five, You then take five pieces and you put on a bamboo stick. And when you cook it on the grill, you brush it you keep it brushed with oil and then you put your barbecue sauce on right before you take it off. They sell that at the Asian Festival here in Columbus and they make just on that alone, Topaz, which is a Philippine group he belong to, makes around three to four thousand dollars just on that alone in two days.
1: Well, I believe it, but here's what I would tell you, is the the tried and true ones always work. And even though you're going to do specialty stuff, like Jason on here does specialty dogs, exotic meat, but you can bet you can still go to his stand and get a, a regular dog. And he's done a lot of tried. He's tried a lot of things to narrow it down to what's successful and what makes him the most money. Well, what I would do is, if I was you is I'd start with the basics. And then slowly add 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 things because if you try to add it all at once, the odds of it sticking are slim to none because you can get overwhelmed quickly and yep. you want to get your feet under your first
7: yes well i plan I plan to start out just with the hot the the hot dogs the brats, and the pork barbecue, and then see I have some ideas on locations. Um, I'm still, I'm still scouting those. Uh, we have a friend who bought a 24 foot trailer and he paid, paid a good amount of money for it. And he can't really set up anywhere in this town because no one wants him on their lot. He's got too big of a trailer and he doesn't want to go around doing different festivals. That's why when I had this trailer given to me, I'm thinking, okay, it's small enough I can sit up basically anywhere, and I don't have to go through a commissary. Right. All I gotta do is figure out what my menu is gonna be, stick to only a few items, and spend a spend time looking for locations. Um.
1: Well, I think you're on the me right. And my,
7: me and my wife used to own a, a restaurant in the Philippines for a few years. So it's not like I'm new to the food business. But I, for the past 15 years, I've been doing T-shirts for a living. And with the economy, stealing, all that great, even though we've, we've business picked up the past couple of years, I'm looking to, you know, something else to boost income.
1: Well, good. I I hope that you'll take advantage of all the stuff that's over on the blog at LearnHotDogs.com. dot com. There is tons of free training, and it will it will save you a lot of time and and mm. and you'll avoid a lot of mistakes that all of us have made. Yeah,
7: <laughs> yeah I. That's well, I said. This friend of mine, um, his I think his main mistake was he bought basically a rolling kitchen, right. and he's. He's trying to uh, make that into just a local thing, and he—it's it, too big for, for for what for what this is. Um, Columbus is just now um, seeing a surge in street vendors.
1: Well, I think that you're going to see more and more of it. So you're getting—I mean, any time you get started, really, is a, a, is a fine time. There's so many people that get out of it because they got in it because they they read something or saw on another website they saw a damn calculator that showed how the money made, and they don't didn't didn't do their due diligence. They didn't do their homework, and so you can avoid a lot of that and be successful or increase your odds for success by by learning as much as you can beforehand. And it sounds like you've already are coming into the game with experience, haven't had a restaurant. So you, you should be fine, but there's there's some nuances to street food vending that restaurants don't have and vice versa. Hmm. And so I'd take advantage of as much of that as you can.
7: Now I I intend to. I, uh, I listen to your radio show when I can. I was going to call in sooner tonight, and I had to uh, – do a run for my wife who works at Wendy's, and they ran out of some some of the food.
1: That's a good problem to have. Well, I appreciate you calling <laughs> in. You're welcome to call in Yeah,
7: um, I'll let you uh, get on to somebody else now. I may I uh, call in after we uh, send you... I'll, I'll send you one of our T-shirts once we have them. I hear you collect them.
4: <laughs>
7: and being <laughs> that... Uh, being that I do t-shirts for a living, that right there won't won't even really cost me to make up on us.
1: Well, that's awesome. I, I appreciate it, and I look forward to talking to you again. Let us know how things shape up, and if we can help you, just holler back anytime.
7: I will. Have a good night.
1: You too. All right.
7: uh, just like Rob Harper joined
1: us. Yeah, can you believe we have the Rob Harper? You know, this, this, this stands for this.
3: Got a question about hot, baby buns? Call Ben at 424-258-9364 for the latest tips and tricks in the world of wieners. That's 424-258-9364. Press 1 to talk live, 1-on-1 to Ben. Sunday night, 8.30, Eastern Standard
4: Time, HDVR, hot, steamy buns.
1: you got to love rob he just he he's a master at <laughs> um rob how are you tonight can you hear us hopefully you can hear us we can't hear you uh but um i'm glad you're here the um i'm going to go ahead and jump on some other callers real quick rob uh, jump in at any point if you um get your audio working we'd love to have you and um Kyle just uh messaged me and said that he um Look at that. Brian has dancers behind him. Um the um <laughs> You're live on TV. Um we've got um Kyle's going to Kyle's out in the woods somewhere and he's coming back so he can um to his house so he can get on better internet. Um, <laughs> area code 401, you're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio. This is Ben.
0: Hey, Ben, it's Rob. Hey How we doing? I went to go visit Jason uh uh two Fridays ago. When I was down in PA.
1: You you went and saw that
0: Jason? That's yeah, Rob Martinez.
1: <laughs> oh did he feed
0: you? Oh yeah, he fed me. Even though I wanted to pay, but you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but I loved his setup. His setup is absolutely amazing sexy he's in the perfect spot in the middle of town uh i was there for probably like an hour and a half you know talking with him asking him questions and you know every probably like 10 minutes he'd have customers and then finally i was just like i'm gonna let you go bro because you started getting a good amount of uh customers and he uh he gave me a lot of information i was really glad and thankful that he was able to uh spread some knowledge on me and um, hopefully once I move down to uh, PA, he's going to hook me up with the, with the um, bun makers and I could start, you know, serving some good buns down there.
8: Did he
5: show you his exotic sausage?
0: <laughs> 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 that's just one those uh, okay. guys. <laughs> <coughs> oh. But, uh, the reason for calling tonight was um while I was in Pennsylvania I was down there for 4 days I was you know hitting up almost I hit like probably like 30 or 40 um, cuz in the county that I'm looking at it it doesn't uh all the towns within the county are separate they don't work with the uh, county officials so you have to go to every ca- every town pretty much and ask right. permission to um Vend within their city limits and i was getting a lot of no's a lot of i don't think that's going to work blah 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 or you can only serve in certain areas because of zoning and i got second day when i was out um i got a bunch of yeses a bunch of maybes a bunch of hey that's a good idea you know whatever um you know scoping out like areas of where i would be able to vent like um Industrial parks and stuff like that. Is there any way to be able to get around the town? Because I told them I was like, if I show proof that I could, then you know, with that IJ uh, PDF that you talked about um, about a year ago, would that be enough to maybe even sway a county or, or or town to be able to? motivate them to allow street vending because their excuses that I was getting mainly was um oh, you know, uh rest, like I was telling Jason, a lot of the restaurants were like, oh, it's gonna impact my business. When you're only maybe a 100, 150 people if you're at a great location, how much of an impact is that really gonna do on a on a brick and mortar, to well, be honest.
1: That's that's irregardless. That doesn't matter and uh, I, I really don't give a shit about whether it's going to impact their business the every restaurant that comes along is going to impact somebody's business but my my i guess my first question is is have you seen this ordinance or code in writing do you know if it really exists
0: no i didn't see it in writing
1: okay i would first first start there because until you see it in writing, you have nothing. You're just going on hearsay and stuff. And I'm not beating you up. Don't take this the wrong way. It just pisses me off. I get riled up when I hear about cities who try to obstruct your rights to earn a living, a legal living. And it's it's illegal, and it shouldn't be done. And so don't take the first person that tells you that. Find out. Ha- ask for it in writing. Say, I want to see the code or yeah. ordinance that states this. Go to the code, code enforcement office or go down to city hall and ask them. Um, Either way, you should be able well, to get that. If you find, though, that that is the case, then you can start the Street Eats route. You can start – not Street Eats, um, IJ. You can start with IJ and and report it and then start working towards a solution because there will be a solution.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree totally because what um, – in the main area that I wanted to bend, which is um, – Exeter Township in uh Pennsylvania, in uh Berks County. They were uh I spoke to the zoning officer like twice. I called her on the phone before I went down to Pennsylvania and she's just like, Oh no, it's not gonna work. Look at the zoning map. And you can only zone in in uh uh commercial zoning areas where it's like all it is is highways. There's no shops or no like areas to to vend. And I went down there again. I spoke to her face-to-face. I wanted her to tell me face-to-face, and she was still adamant. It's not going to happen. You can't do this here. You know, she, I'd never, I should have asked for writing. I should have been like, well, show me in writing. But she was just like, it's not going to happen. You could go ahead and forget it. You're not going to get a, a, a vending license here. And if you do, we're going to charge the hell out of you for it. It's like, I'm like, they're tearing the hell out of it.
1: Sound, those, sounds like scare tactics to me, and it sounds like bullshit. Um, I would, I would definitely, I wouldn't be as antagonistic as I make it sound. I'd just go in there and say, I'd like to see the rules on street vending.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to rile them up or anything, but I was just like, you know, can you please explain to me why this is not the case? You know, and there were other places where I walk, I walked into a. Um, the zoning office in this small little town and, um, they were like, Oh my God, that's a great idea. I was like, we could, we never thought of that. You know, that would be an awesome, we have so much here, you know, you'd set up, you'd make money. I was like, well, that's good. That's what I want to do. I want to do it to also give back to the community. And it's like beating your head against the wall with these people and, I did call you and left you a message. I don't know if you ever got it, but, um, you know, just to see if you could talk to them, you know, because you, you've been in the game for a little bit. But I, for I, vendors that want to vend, like myself, I just say keep keep knocking on doors because eventually someone's going to say yeah. And, you know, it took two and a half days, and I finally got some answers that were in the positive, and I'm not giving up. You know what I'm saying? I'm probably not moving to Pennsylvania now when I thought I was gonna, but I will make it down there and I'm gonna be able to make an impact in that community. So I just say to all the other vendors that wanna do it, just do it. it, it knock heads and be nice about it, but knock some heads and be like, I'm gonna make this happen. You are gonna make you are gonna work with me. And when you prove to them that it's a viable um part of the community, they'll obviously have to embrace you because you've shown that you are not just... there. Oh, another um, excuse that I got from the lady in the Exeter Township was like, oh, you guys are transients. That vendors that come coming to the town are taking the money and then going away at the end of the night, going back somewhere else or whatever. They were like, oh, you're just transients. You're just going to take the money from people that are hard working here and then go somewhere else. I'm like, how do you know that for sure? I was like, I was planning on setting up and living within the city limits of the township. How can you go ahead and tell me that I'm not going to be a, a valuable part of the community?
1: I, it, it, it's, I, it's, I, I'm I'm with you. You're on the right track, but I would go ahead and do some of that homework and find out what, what exactly um, the codes say. Before getting riled right. up, because you, you may find out there is no code against it, and you can go down and get your license and start working.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah, I just want to say to everybody, go to Jason's uh, rig in um, Skid Pennsylvania. You won't be you won't be uh, dissatisfied.
1: Well, I I appreciate it. Um, I hope you have a good evening, and I appreciate you calling in and and do call back and let's find out. All
5: right,
0: appreciate it.
1: Thank
5: you.
0: If you come
5: back down, swing by, man.
0: Absolutely, brother. We'll do. Have a good one, man.
1: That's a that's a good point that was just made, and I'm glad he called in because that uh, that a. you know, most definitely help other people that are facing the same thing. You hear something sometimes from somebody that's official or works from the city, and you think automatically that they know what the hell they're talking about, and it turns out they've heard something and may may not even do it intentionally, or they may, but sometimes it's, you know, it's unintentional. It's just they've heard something, and they think that it's not, you know, it's against code, and it's not. And so um, that's where I'd start. Call our area code 248. This has been your live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Ben. Hey. Roxanne. Is this Roxanne?
9: No, this isn't Roxanne. My name is Dottie Matzel. I'm the owner of Harvey's Hot Dogs here in Michigan. How are you? I am doing just fine. We uh, did our first gig uh, last week uh, on Sunday and our second gig yesterday. Two festivals. You know, start out big.
4: Wow. (laughs) Wow.
9: Wow. but one thing that we have learned with these two venues is can't stress enough to find out how many other hot dog vendors there are going to be. Last week we had four food vendors. They told us we were going to be the only hot dog vendor. We got there and the two vendors on either side of us, one was selling cold pork, and hot dogs, and the other one was selling, I think, was grilled chicken and hot dogs. Needless to say, we did not do very well. Um, and then yesterday we went, and I, I, this, this time I had been writing that we were the exclusive hot dog vendor, and we get there and there's another guy selling pulled pork and selling hot dogs. Well, me and I got on the phone, and I called the promoter, and about 15 minutes later, he was down. He says he shut down his hot dogs. He's only selling pulled pork.
1: Good for you. Good for you. Yep. That's why it is important to find out so that you know that you can, you know, if there's a case where, like in your situation, you can call and get it st- resolved quickly. Um, because you, you've either paid money or you've paid money um, indirectly or directly to set up there, spent your time and an effort to do it. You don't want to have. Um, you know, have it wasted like the first day was. How did you do on the second day? Did you do better?
9: Uh, yes. Actually, surprisingly enough, we had probably about, we figure about 20% of the people that was at the first festival, we actually did more business.
1: Wow. Yeah. So, so overall, so for right now you've just gotten started. You've got two two days in, but both days were events. Yes. Um that's pretty impressive because I would have never started with an event. So I I'm, I'm impressed. I know another guy, John Cavanaugh, his first his first ever attempt at this was with an event, and he did yes. well. Yes. Just Um it's a lot scarier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh you're talking about
9: Thunderdogs, right?
1: No, no, I'm talking about John Capnaw. Um He he comes on the show from time to time. What's the name of his company, Jason?
5: Uh, Dancing Dogs.
1: Dancing Dogs.
5: Okay. Yeah.
1: He he shares his um, dog his first day experience when he he got there and forgot half the stuff he needed.
9: Thank <laughs> heavens we didn't do that. But <laughs> we were we had some vehicle trouble as we were getting ready to leave. I mean we were we pulled in. Late, hurriedly got set up. We did not have time to put up our large signs like Thunderdog did. Right. You had, you had me a couple months ago and I was, I, I heard about him, and then I couldn't find it, and I wrote to you, and you told me where to find it on the blog, and, man, I got that saved now.
4: <laughs> Good. But
9: anyway, I ordered the big banners that like he had, and we, we, we finally, after we were open about an hour, we we managed to get our big signs up. But immediately, our business picked up. But yesterday, it was very very interesting. We got our signs up right away. We did, you know, we were much more organized. And we were on a uh, bank of a river. It was a festival on the bank of a river up in Flint. And a uh, guy comes up. We've been open about maybe half an hour, and he said. I was across the river over here on the fishing pier, fishing, and I looked over there and I saw that hot dog sign and I started to get hungrier and hungrier. <laughs> and fishing, it came over and brought a hot
1: dog.
9: <laughs> so are, yeah, your,
1: are your plans on doing nothing but events or do you have a regular location that you're going to start?
9: Well, we're trying to get a regular location. We um, had... Uh, we're talking to the fellow uh, tomorrow on there's a flea market And then open open Friday, Saturday and Sunday, but he's going to rent the corner, which extremely busy corner, um, Monday through Thursday to us. So that's you want to go there. Yeah. Good. Yeah.
1: Well you'll have to let yes. us know how that goes. I, I am impressed with your two events and and your first two attempts out. That's that's exciting.
9: Well, I have been working on this since last uh, December. Um, uh, if you all recall, Michigan passed right to work last winter in December, and they had a rally at the Capitol building, and uh first name's Clint, I can't tell you his last name, had a hot dog stand that was trampled by the union folks.
1: I remember. I donated to that guy's... Um get his cart done. I think he got like five times as much as he needed, but I think it was awesome, all the support that came out for him.
9: Yes, yes, and they interviewed him on the local radio and I said, oh, I can do that. (laughs) So I have been studying and reading on the internet and blogs and listen to your program every Sunday night. So thank you for all your help, you and everybody else that it's, it's been a pleasure knowing you guys, and we're going to continue listening to you.
1: Well, please please keep us up to date. Call in, in as much as you want and let us know You know, as you progress.
9: Okay. Thanks, Ben.
1: Thank you. You have a good evening.
9: You too. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. All right. Call our area code 315. You're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV.
4: Job, hey, Ben. Hey. What's going
10: on, man?
1: Oh, not much. How are you?
10: Good, 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 good. I've been uh, kind of laying low, and uh, oh, my brownies are baking. My wife's taking them out now, I think. But uh, I just got back from a little tubing expedition, um, but I'm saving my money for my cart, and I've been selling hot dogs for the church, making them a little bit of cash, and that's about it. And I finally moved the studio out of my studio outside and brought it in the house, and my son has now moved into my studio so I can do more commercials. So
1: <laughs> well, That's about
10: it, it though. You guys got all high tech on me in the time that I've been gone four weeks. You guys are like got video screens and every other thing. I'm a total tech card, if you can believe that. So I'm trying to figure all that out. But I, I sign up to Google or whatever I have to do. And uh, halfway there, I have no picture. I'm just a blue shadow right now. But
1: well, we see you. I, it's um it's it's fairly simple. Um, if um if Bubba can figure it out, anybody can figure this out. Damn
2: yeah, Skippy, <laughs> I got to figure it out. It only took me a half hour. <laughs>
10: I was, I was just I was just looking at I'm looking at my tower going microphone what what do I speak into here There's got to be something maybe on this somewhere but apparently There's a plug in the back or something I don't know I'll figure it out But uh, this is the first time I've actually tried it since you guys kind of went to the new the new format I guess It's still on Blog Talk though right Yeah Of course so That's what I yeah. call
1: Yeah It's the only way cool. I can take multiple calls at once as far as let them back up Right And a lot of people just listen to the show through Blog Talk They call into that number and. You know, don't hit one and just listen. And so, yep. uh, it looks like I'll have to keep it. I did move the chat over to the website, though.
10: So the, the is the only the only chat room is through the Google thing that
1: I was just talking to, or is the other chat room still kicking around too? Well, over at Street Food Vendor TV TV dot TV. Dot TV, yeah, Street Food Vendor dot TV. There's dot a TV. a bigger chat room um, with more features. Oh, Okay, and it seems to be working. I don't know how many people are on there right now. I don't have it up because it messes with me and my concentration.
2: This is on I'll 13. have to
10: cruise over. There,
2: there's how many? It says thirteen, but there's a lot of anonymous people. I don't know if it counts the people that come in as anonymous or not. I don't know how it works. I don't I'm either. This. I don't either. Rob,
1: I'm glad that you're still um, you're still planning on doing it.
4: Yeah, oh,
10: yeah. Yep, yep, ready to go, man. September, I should be getting a hold of you to buy a big dog cart. Sometime in September, between the 1st of September and the last day of September. That's my goal for a big dog cart. So, that's, uh, well, although you, at the end of the me, season, it kind of sucks. I, sucks but, you're in
5: a cucumber in all-women's prison. That's yeah.
10: Right. <laughs> Busier than a cucumber. He's busier than a cucumber in a woman's prison.
1: <laughs> well,
10: oh man. I, yeah, I gotta I, get on it.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you're um you're doing good. I'm uh, it was good to hear from you. I've been wondering how you have been.
10: Yeah, I figured it's been a while. I haven't even listened to the last probably four shows or anything. I don't even know I wasn't even sure if you were still doing commercials. I mean, like, man, I was supposed to, I was gonna make Jason an a uh, ice cream trike commercial and um and I, I didn't do it yet. I just just recently moved my finally moved my chair out of the old studio into the new, what I well, call good. The studio,
1: I guess. Yeah, You'll have to make it and send it to me, and I'll put it on the show here.
5: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, well, this week, you, uh, you know, we're listening to the show on headphones again and, like, you know, clocked another tree in the yard with a tractor or
4: something.
10: <laughs> <laughs> no. No, that was over the hot, that was over hot, steamy buns. Actually, I texted you, I sent you a text, I guess the proper term would be, um, when I was I was doing hot dogs at the church, and I took all my buns, and I threw them up on top of the tent that I was working at, and I texted you and asked you, I'm like, how long will these stay good? How long do I leave these in the sun like this? And I guess the answer was that I didn't have to worry about it because they weren't sitting there long enough to worry about it. You know, as soon as uh, like eleven thirty, twelve o'clock rolled around, They were just gone, you know, so that was pretty cool. Pretty neat. I don't know how they'll actually last, but they were just, I sold a ton. I sold all the, everything that I had in buns anyway. I don't remember how many it was. It was probably eight, uh, probably 64, I think. Uh, Eight packages of eight, so yeah, 64.
4: That's good.
10: So that was pretty cool. They were chicken tucker dogs.
4: Um (laughs)
10: But, nonetheless, if you if you put the bouillon cube in the water, the beef bouillon cube, it makes a little bit, you know, gives it a little bit of, gives it a little better flavor, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, Kyle, how are you tonight? See, so you made it back to the land of the living and got some real internet going.
5: I'm um, doing good. Good.
1: You look tired. Yeah,
5: I was using my phone before trying to get the show, and then oh, that's tricky. it just wasn't working. I was in the middle of the woods. So I'm home now
2: with a woman tied up.
1: Closed down, yeah. closed down the meth lab, and headed back to the house.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Harper who's baking the brownies over there. Yeah.
5: Yeah. What, what kind of brownies are those, Rob? Uh, just
10: fresh out of the box. I'm not even sure if I did it right. I just threw the, yeah, I just threw a bunch of shit together and put it in the oven. I guess I'm not really good at cooking either, uh, if you can believe that. My wife's finished. I put them in there, and I just like walk by. My wife's checking Bunch them. Needles, Stuck yeah. looking at them. And, and, and she's looking at me like, uh, what did you do? I'm like, I just made brownies. So hopefully she's – I'm outside right now. Hopefully she's taking them out or something. Maybe the house is burning right now. I don't even know.
2: Yeah, you don't cook too well.
5: You got the munchies just from smelling a cook. <laughs>
10: We got a whole town full of that, man. I'm surprised I don't have people creeping up my door right about now
2: selling the brownies. Hey, Rob, I did ask Ben last week, because some of your commercials, do you have relatives from the redneck area of the country? Because you've got a lot of redneck in you that you may not know you got.
10: got. You know, I, I lived in Tennessee for a year, actually. I think I brought a lot of that back from when I was in second grade. No, no, that's or the something. Super
1: Plan. <laughs> yeah, it, it, all you have to do is drink like two glasses of water here. Yeah.
10: <laughs> and it's well swimming. And I used to live next to Douglas Dam over there in Sevierville, actually. And that's swimming in Douglas Dam water. Will do it to you. A little bit will do it to you every time.
2: Apparently. I <laughs> <laughs> all
10: that catfish poop. <laughs> You know, what's weird is I listen to the show so much, and I listen to uh, another guy from Tennessee, Dave Ramsey, broadcast out of Nashville. I listen to you guys so much that I have like a southern twang to my voice, people tell me off and on. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, but uh, apparently, apparently it must be from listening to it so much with my headphones on that it's tearing <laughs> over, apparently.
1: Yeah, it's, it's funny because my wife, if you heard her talk, she has a really southern drawl, really country accent, but... Even my kids notice this. If we go visit her mom, which sometimes we do on Sundays, we'll go out to her holler and she'll make us, you know, Sunday dinner and she my wife's accent changes, it gets stronger. Yep. <laughs> and it's noticeably stronger, like ridiculously stronger. And my my 11-year-old teases her. <laughs> He'll go, "Mom, you're talking like that again." <laughs>
2: That happens to me when I go visit my friends in North Carolina. My, my twang gets my twang gets long and drawn out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's that family tree problem here. It's uh-huh. you know, a tree. It's a branch. Yeah, exactly. a <laughs> telephone pole. Her stepdad's kin to her. <laughs>
5: exactly. Mom, <My laughs> <uncle>, daddy, brother. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, her brother. I, tell, I, I tell, do a second. I, I tell brother. my
5: son to.
10: I tell my son to change his family tree. Maybe this time it'll have branches.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, But it's it's funny. I'll have to have her on the show sometime because she she's got a southern twang. Period. Anyway, but and and way more than mine. I think. I mean, I can I recognize hers. Like it stands out. But when she gets around her mom, it's ridiculous. And her mom is just. It, mad. it doesn't.
10: It doesn't take. It doesn't take much. As soon like probably as soon as she gets in that environment again, it just like it's like a flashback. You know, it's like. Oh yeah. Somebody who uh, has, hasn't smoked cigarettes in ten years and then smokes one, it's like okay, it's all over. You know, back to the. <laughs> back,
1: back to smoking. Give me two packs. <laughs> three packs.
5: Three packs a day.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's too
5: expensive, man. There's your there's your cart payment there. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Hey, we've got to um, pick the tips. We only had two tips tonight. Um,
5: That's it. So right. I, think, I cut out during them, so I didn't know how many we had. Yeah, we
1: only had um, two tonight. Yours and um, um, what's his name? Y'all remember? The other
7: guy.
1: The other guy. <laughs> um, Dan. Dan. Um, Dan the Hot Dog Man. Um, Dan Council. Um, he's got a website, danthehotdogman.com. dot com. And he is—he's um, the one that gave us the tip of the twenty-dollar bills, um, and the ones having them already pre—you um, know, pre-packaged little twenties. Yeah. one We still
5: have Rob Harper on the phone. Yeah, Rob's still on the phone. Oh, Rob yeah, 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 yeah. tip time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Rob. Thank you.
5: Yeah. What do I have to do?
10: What do I need to do? <laughs>
2: Take some twenties. Whatever off. we tell you, <laughs> <laughs> we're volunteering you by force. <laughs> Excellent. I'm all
10: for it. What, what do it works, we got to do?
1: Well, what do you need? <laughs> you got to pick pick the tip winner. Um, somebody somebody that um, one of the two. You have what, to pick,
10: What was the
1: first one? The first one was Kyle's. He did. Um. Let's see. Bear with me. I'm pulling it up, and I had it. And you're not I supposed
10: just, to. You're not supposed to tell me who who did it. Then I'll be I'm trying to be unbiased here.
1: Oh,
9: <laughs> you it, should it just, you should that
1: that right? <laughs> We only do that if we're picking. Um.
9: But,
1: <laughs> um. Kyle did a um a play off the whole deal of the Shark Week right now. Um, and, okay. and And talked about how you know hot dog vendors and sharks are a lot of like you know we we're both looking for food and our customers are kind of like sharks too they're looking for food they're looking for deals and wherever they're getting the good deals and the good food they're going to keep coming back and if you keep that attitude and you make the perfect meal selection you'll keep and the same location stay consistent that kind of stuff that yep that you'll keep customers coming back that was Kyle's tip of the week
10: okay what was the other one?
1: Something Usually, about
10: twenty dollar bills.
1: Yeah, about having pre pre huh. done up you know paper clips of ones and twenty you know ones twenty dollars worth of ones. You'd think I'd be okay. better <clears> at <throat> like language after forty years now, but
5: ah, first day on the new lips. Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. Let's you know tr- see. I, you, you I talk about having a cigarette hang out of the corner. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's traption. Yeah, and
1: I've had no alcohol. Like I did fifth, have that.
5: That's like the fifth one of those I've saw tonight. What these these things? Yeah, that. Uh, what is it? Just nicotine in that thing? Yeah, nicotine yeah, and vegetable cigarette.
2: glycerin.
1: Vegetable glycol.
2: That's right. Big big word is vegetable vegetable. That's a big one. Yeah,
1: it's a it's a it holds a lot, and one battery lasts all day, and you know it holds. It uses. has many uses, <laughs> especially
5: in a women's presence
1: uh-huh it, it doesn't vibrate <laughs> it heats up, but it doesn't vibrate
5: well you know
2: hot it's hot <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my goodness um <laughs> so um go ahead um there
10: so the the tip let's see i think i think although i I did sell ice cream, they did a car wash at the church and I was selling ice cream there. And organizing the money I was overwhelmed with the amount of ones and tens and twenties and stuff that I got. Although I do like that. I'm a big a big um oh proprietor. I don't even know what the hell the word is, I'm tired. But I'm a big thing of uh consistency and you know, you gotta you gotta keep people coming back. So I'm gonna pick tiles. I think it was tiles tip, right? A
2: shark week idea. Good. Day. Good. Day. Good day.
1: Yeah, if I'd have read it to you, it, it would have been even more impressive because he—you could tell—he spent a lot of time um, creating, um, you know, a juxtaposition. Position. Yes. Spell that. Oh, out. I
5: can read it for you. I got it right
2: here. I thought that was very creative, Kyle. Yeah, I did. Too. It took be a while to write that.
4: Yeah,
2: I bet. Yeah, I'm I'm
4: huge
10: on like, uh, you know, create create the brand, you know, like Jason, get a brand, get your thing going and keep it consistent and get people to keep coming back, coming back, coming back. The tortoise and the hare, man. The tortoise will win every time you read the book.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're here all week. Try the (laughs) deal. I'll be here all week. (laughs) I love it. I
1: think mean, Kyle's the winner. Yeah, Kyle, you know what to do. You got to send me your, um, and you still got to do this, even though I've got it somewhere buried in some emails. Your name, address, phone number, yes, in um, an email, and tell me which one you want—chip um, clips or a dog sled—and I'll send it your way tomorrow. Yes, and thanks for helping out, Kyle. I, I appreciate hey, it. I, I like being great. on that. The, the
4: chip clips. Oh, yeah. chip
10: clips are awesome again by the way i used them uh last time we did something and everyone asks me where'd you get those where'd you get those I'm like they're they're made of iron practically they're badass
1: well i appreciate it um i hope hopefully you told them where to get them i did dot <laughs> <SpenceGart.com. laughs> i appreciate it um <laughs> Well, as always, Rob, I'm glad you came on, and I appreciate all your your help with making our show more professional with all the good commercials and intros and outros and all that stuff and zingers and stingers and all that. I appreciate it a bunch.
10: Yeah, yeah, you're not a problem. I should have some more this week because I'm finally set up up there, finally. Um, I don't have a camera on my computer, but um, not yet. We saw a few hot dogs. I'll buy one.
4: There
2: you go. Well, good. Buy
10: a new one. I can put it in the studio and look all cool and professional like you guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. If that's your goal,
4: <laughs>
2: that is
10: my goal. I feel left out now. I'm like, holy crap, these guys are all rocking here. I I don't even know if I have a microphone on my computer. I'm looking around underneath it and shit. But um, I will get that going.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad you joined us, um, folks. It's been a good night. I appreciate everybody joining with us. We we've, we've almost hit our two hour point. And um I told my wife the latest ninety minutes tonight and I lied. We started watching Breaking Bad. Um and I had never seen Breaking Bad. Apparently my kids said I'm living the dark ages, I guess. And and I've missed five seasons or four seasons or something. I didn't know it's ending. And hey, look,
5: just because you were a bus boy for the last supper <laughs> doesn't mean you're old. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm um so I'm gonna head um up and, and We've got them on Netflix watching those. So um, I appreciate everybody joining us tonight. And hope you all have a good evening. We'll see you two, well, next week, um, same time, same place. And I'll have some um, cool announcements next week.
5: Cool. Have a good one, guys. Sweet. Sweet. Um, Good night. Later, skaters. (laughs) <laughs> hot Dog Vendor Radio
3: was brought to you by Ben's Carts.com and the Hot Dog Answer Man himself, Mr. Ben Wilson Also by the letter H and the number One. Tune in next week for the Very best Hot Dog Vendor information money Can't buy on HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio
2: yeah. There we go We'll see you, Ben
1: have a good one, Bubba. I appreciate it. I'm glad you joined us, and I'm glad you shared that with everybody tonight.
2: Yeah, there was, there was a big part I didn't. The, the big part
4: I didn't share. Is-